Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to The Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless, like a dog on a bone. We got gas in the tank to go all night. We got gas in the tank to go all night. Relentless, we don't walk alone. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's Kyle Bennett, joined, as always, each and every week by the namesake of the show, and that is Coach Russo, head coach of Vineland High School Football. Coach, how are you? Great, Kyle. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? Doing well. It's another week of Vineland High School Football upon us, and we're going to recap last week's loss to Hamilton as well. Uh, but you guys have Shawnee this week. How has the week of practice been? How are how's everything on the injury front and uh, the preparation going into what seems like uh, a long time coming? Uh, the first home game in three weeks. Yeah, you know we're excited to get back at home, playing a good tone, and um, the kids have worked hard this week. You know we had a tough loss against Hamilton. Um, kids played hard. They they fought till the end, but we came up a little short. Um, I felt like the weather didn't help us at all because uh, it started to rain a little bit and the ball got slick. It was hard, you know, for the guys to uh, catch the passes and then it was hard for the quarterback to, you know, throw the passes and things like that. And, um, you know, on grass and with the rain, I feel like we had a little more team speed than they did and it slowed us down a little bit. And they were, you know, they were better up front and it benefited them and, they, they were able to control the clock and, you know, do what they do, which is uh, run the ball. Yeah, and they were able to, to, you know, just kind of find those holes. They were able to, you know, switch some things up when they when they saw the opportunity to. And it was a, a close game, like you said. It was 13-6. to six. Um, What have been some of the, the things during practice this week that you guys have put some emphasis on to really key in on, on getting ready for a Shawnee team that you and I talked about before we started recording? They're very surgical. They don't make mistakes, and uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna come at you with everything they got and make sure that they do it. You know, to the book by the book. You know, Dad, that's the key word you said: mistakes. And um, for about the last month, I've been uh, talking to the guys about you know some of these mental mistakes. You know, even after assessing the game against. Um, Hamilton, it's like there's points in the game that stand out, you know, for me in my position. And the one thing was a third and five. You know, defense was playing excellent all night. It was a stalemate on both sides. And, um, you know, third and five, you know, we're yelling out to the guys like we always do. You know, they're going to try to draw you off sides, you know, watch the ball, that kind of thing. And sure enough, you know, they um, change up the cadence and drill us off, off sides. And, you know, they get a first down, not even trying. It's like a free first down. The next play they score. And that was a huge momentum uh, change in the game. And, you know, it hurt us. And, um, you know, like, you just can't have mistakes like that, mental breakdowns. And, um, you know, it cost us. And, you know, I think one of the things you said, you know, the difference in playing on grass versus turf, you guys get back home for the first time since that Clearview game. 
I feel like playing at home for you guys is a much more comfortable environment in terms of just knowing the environment, knowing the the space around you and knowing how that field plays. How excited are you to be back home at uh, that gorgeous facility at Catone Stadium? Yeah, no doubt. It's um, it's one of the best you know stadiums in the state, in my opinion, and it's a great field. And, you know, we've had a lot of success on it. And um, you know, it's nice to know that whether it rains or not, that field's going to be, you know, ready to go. And, you know, we have some – we've got some really good team speed and hopefully, uh, you know, we it could ben- it'll be to our benefit on Friday night. How's everything on the, the injury front? Everybody seems to have come out of that game relatively healthy against Hamilton. Uh, but during the week, how's everything been for you guys health-wise? Everybody pretty much status quo 100%. Yeah, everybody's good. Um, you know, everybody should be ready to go. So um, we'll monitor that and, um, you know, make sure everybody is, um, you know, healthy and prepared and well-rested. You know, tomorrow, obviously, we'll have our uh, walkthrough. But, um, you know, I feel like we do a good job making sure the kids are, uh, you know, ready to go on Friday nights. And if the schedule that I'm looking at reads right, this Sean E game, last game before that midseason bye week that you guys have that we talked about, you know, preseason on the first episode of this season, where it fell kind of right in the, the most perfect spot it could have to kind of have that midseason evaluation for you. How important is it to kind of just hit this game, all cylinders, leave everything you got out on the field for the week, and then to have that bye week of, you know, recovery, preparation, and, and getting ready for you know, a, a tough second half of the season. Yeah, no doubt. I think it, you know, it's a perfect time in your, your season, you know, mid season to, um, you know, get that break. So, you know, we're going to try to, you know, use that to our advantage, you know, gives the kids some, um, you know, time off time to heal time to catch up on their schoolwork and uh, time to be a kid. So, you know, I do like the way the bye week falls on our schedule and, um, you know, our schedule, as you know, is, is very tough and it, it's our schedule, but we'll definitely have, you know, at least two more games added to that. Hopefully three if we're uh, making a little run in the playoffs. I'm hoping, you know, we can right the ship here, win some games and, you know, get into the tournament. So, but this, you know, obviously right now our focus is Shawnee. Yeah. And last week when we had Nazai and Braylon on, like they both talked about, you know, just going one and oh every week. And that's kind of been the the message that the that the seniors and and the leaders on this team have tried to preach is you know you just got to focus one game at a time you got to go one game at a week. What has the the preparation process been like for this week to go in kind of throw that Hamilton game in the back, you know, of the of the rearview mirror and and not worry too much about it, but learn from it and really uh, hunker down for this Shawnee game. Yeah, I feel like um, you know our kids. You know, and the staff do a good job of just, uh, you know, you got to move on. You can't dwell on the past, you know, and um, moving forward and, and focusing on the uh, the opponent of the week. And, um, you know, I'm real proud of the kids. You know, I get a lot of compliments from people in um, the football community. But our kids never quit, and they didn't quit Friday night. They fought till the end, and, um, you know, we're proud of that. Our kids – you know, they never pack it in, you know, 
they always play hard till the till the last second, and um, you know, that's a tribute to the kids. Um, we got really good kids, and um, staff and I feel very fortunate to be able to coach them. You had some guys, you know, return from injury. Uh, that was kind of, you know, it bled into the season with some, you know, off-season recovery. Uh, what have you seen from some of the guys that came back, you know, last week and how they performed? Uh, in, you know, some of their first game action. I know there was some offensive line additions uh, with some guys recovering from injury and some guys just coming back from some, you know, bumps and bruises. But across the board, how has uh, the evaluation been on some of the guys that didn't get to, a chance to start the season with the rest of the team? Yeah, you know, um, like I mentioned, our line is fairly young, and we had one guy, you know, um, Patrick. You know, he, he, you know, tweaked his knee a little bit, but he seems to be full going on. He's he's improving every week. You know, the offensive line is doing much better. They get better every week, and like I said, it's mostly sophomores, a couple juniors, and um, you know, I'm real proud of their effort. Um, you know, Billy Davis. You know, he's playing a little tight end for us, but then he hurt his wrist. So he's kind of week to week. We're managing that because, uh, you know, we love to have him on offense as well as defense. But he's he's a warrior and he's hanging in there and um, he's got a cast on there and everything. But he's still, you know, doing what Billy does, you know, and he um, he lays the wood. He uh, he brings it. So you always got to have, have your head on a swivel when he's around because he'll um, he's a hard hitter, as you know, and um you know, other than that, as far as injuries, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, managing um, their nicks, and um, um, you know, we're we're fairly healthy, so I'm I'm happy about that. Billy Davis might be the most called name I've had in the booth this year with just plays he's been able to make on defense. Seems like every single play that happens, he's in on a tackle. He's you know initiating contact. I feel like by the end of the season, I might say Billy's name over 200 times. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, he's a real good linebacker. You know, he, he loves defense. Um, he's a great athlete. You know, we try to get him on the offensive side of the ball and, um, you know, to contribute to the team. And uh, he's he's done a nice job. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's a real – he's a good football player. He's got good size, good strength, you know, good speed. And he's played football for a long time, so he knows the game. We talked last week, too how uh, you guys have sprinkled in Deshaun Winchester to the offensive side of the ball. He played a little more wide receiver again last week against Hamilton. How have you kind of evaluated that process of getting a kid who was so adamant about, no, coach, I only play defense, to uh, now playing on the offensive side of the ball? He's kind of found a a liking to uh, playing the wide receiver position, using that speed to your guys' advantage, You know, getting him down the field and opening things up in the passing game for Dan. Yeah, no doubt. He's uh, he's another great athlete. He's uh, he's got really good speed and he's very smart. You know, not only on the field but in the classroom. Real proud of you know Deshaun, and um, he's going to continue to get better. He's got you know he's got a lot of talent. He's a great kid, great attitude. Um, made a move this year. He was always he was been a corner for us. You know. His sophomore, junior year, and we moved him over to free safety because we felt like we needed his speed over the top. And um, as you as you have seen, he's called guys from behind. You know, if they get you know behind him because he has that great speed. So 
you know, he's he's done a great job this year. Uh, he returns punts, kickoffs, free safety, wide receiver, and, you know, he's gotten better every year, and that's what you look for. You look for growth in a player, and um, every year he's been in the program, he's uh, he's gotten better, and now it's a senior, and he's really stepped up, and um, we're, we're very proud of him. As a coaching staff, to have such a you know Swiss Army knife type of player, what how how much easier does he make your guys' job knowing that you can plug him into any position, even if he hasn't played it before, but with his smarts and his skills, he's able to pick it up like he's been doing it for two or three years. Yeah, no doubt. He, um, like I said, he's played football his whole life, and um, he's a really good football player. And you know, wherever there's a need, whatever the the program needs, he's willing to um, help the team out. And um, yeah, he's an excellent football player, and um, you know, we have a lot of football left. So I'm looking forward to seeing him continue to grow and continue to make plays for us. Ethan Evans has been a guy that I've watched during you know special teams plays, uh, especially on punt team where. He's doing the long snapping, but his speed and his agility allows him to get down the field to intimidate whoever is returning punts for the opposing team. You just talk about his athleticism and what he brings to your guys' special teams unit because it seems like anytime the the punts get downfield, Ethan's already down there after hiking the ball. Yeah, he's uh, he's another great athlete. He does a nice job for us. Um... He's improved every year he's been in the program. And like you said, he's uh, he's our long snapper. And, you know, we had to punt a lot last week. And um, all the snaps are right on the money. And um, he actually holds for field goals and PATs as well. So um, he's another one, that, like, you, like you mentioned, like a Swiss Army knife. He can do a lot of things. You know, we've had him at linebacker. We've had him at corner. And we've had him at A-back. We've had him at Z-wide receiver. and he does whatever we ask, and, um, you know, he's a great kid, and we're very fortunate to have him in our program. And he seems like he's getting more comfortable snapping the ball, too, where earlier in the season there were a couple, you know, shorter snaps, a couple things where he was just trying to figure out the distance of how far to get the ball to whoever was punting the ball, and last week seemed to be overall his best week of uh, long snapping. Yeah, no doubt. We had a lot of punts, and um, like I said, they were all in the money. And um, he's focused. He's worked hard at practice to um, perfecting that. And um, he, did, he did a great job for us. Four games into the season. Um, how would you assess so far the, uh, the play of Dan at quarterback for you guys? I know there's been you know, some highs. There's been some lows. There's been a, a game-winning drive. But overall, four games in, how would you assess uh, his play as starting quarterback? Yeah, in my opinion, he's he's done a great job. Um, he was um, the, the most qualified player we had for that position this year, and um, he stepped up. And you know, he's getting better every week. He's getting used to um, you know playing high school football, and like I mentioned before, he processes things and he understands the game. He's been playing for a long time. Um, he's been playing since pre-K. And, um, you know, he's waited his whole life to do this and, um, he's taken advantage of his opportunities and, you know, I'm, 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 I'm happy that, um, he wanted to play for violent high school and play 
in our program and he's been looking forward to it his whole life. And, you know, the way I assess it is, um, I'd say he's done, he's done a great job for us. I mean, for, you know, a freshman to come in right out of eighth grade and to perform the way he's performing, I'd, I'd assess it as, um, very good. And, um, he's going to continue to work hard and, um, he's going to get better every week, just like everybody in our program. And, you know, we're going to work hard to uh, make sure that that scoreboard reflects a win for us. I mean, the effort's been there for all the players. And, um, you know, it's just you want to win on the scoreboard as well. But it's not always about the scoreboard. It's about the effort. And our kids are working hard and giving us everything they have. And that's really all that matters to me at the end of the day. You know, we want to win on the scoreboard as well. And, every, you know, everybody wants to win, obviously. That's why you play the game. You want to win. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to work hard. Um, but like I mentioned, the effort's there. The kids are giving us everything they have. Um, we've got an extremely difficult schedule. Um, like I mentioned before, you know, I think, um, you know, when I first got the job, like I mentioned, you know, there was teams that were um, – beating us and beating us fairly well. And um, then we start getting a little bit better and we start beating them. Next thing you know, they say, oh, timeout. Violent can't play these teams anymore. They're going to play these other ones. And, um, you know, it's it's difficult. But, you know, we have high high goals and high expectations. So in order to, you know, be the best, you got to compete against the best. And um, we're hanging in there and we're going to continue to compete. Yeah, and I mean, just from having Nazai and Braylon on last week, when we brought up Dan and his play, like like you said, for a freshman to come in and and play the way he has, it also seems like he has the respect of the team, and, and they look to him as a leader to go out there and perform the way they know that he can perform. And for, you know, senior leaders like Nazai and Braylon to have that respect for him already off the, off the cuff is uh, pretty impressive, I'd say. Yeah, well, I appreciate you saying that, and um... – it's mutual. He respects all of our players and all of our players respect each other. And it's, it's a good situation. Um, we're a tight group, tight circle here. And as you know, we break down one, two, three, violent three, two, one family. And that's what it is. It's an extension of our immediate family. It's our football family. And, you know, our family keeps increasing every year. I'm going into year nine here. And, um, it's, it's very rewarding to see, you know, these kids, you know, being very successful, not only in, you know, football, but in life. You know, some of them are getting really good jobs. It's, I'm very proud to see that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really just amazed at what these kids can do when they work hard and put their mind to, um, to certain goals in life and to achieve them. So it's very rewarding for me. Obviously you want to win championships and, you know, win every game you can, but at the end of the day, you know, you just want to make sure you put these guys in a good position to succeed, just not only on the field, but in life. So I feel like the staff and I do a good job of that and the kids are buying in and, you know, they're great kids and are doing great things. From a coaching perspective, what's it been like for you guys this week as a staff preparing for this Shawnee team, like we said earlier, you know, that they're very precise. They don't make mistakes. And 
how you guys are going to approach this game. Yeah, I mean, we're going to play our game. We're going to play violent football. But the thing we have to work on, like I mentioned multiple times, is um, our kids need to slow down, focus, you know, process what's going on, um, and just eliminate these these mental mistakes, which I'm hoping. I feel like each week, you know, we have reduced mistakes, but the problem is, like, in Hamilton, the time that they happen is it, it's, like, they're catastrophic mistakes. Like, having a mistake is one thing, but, um, you know, on a third and five, when when you know they're going to try to draw you off sides and you just jump off sides and, and give them a first down, it's just – it's hard to rebound from things like that. So we have to make sure that um, – we're focused and um, locked in and engaged and, you know, try to eliminate these mental mistakes because that's what's really killing us. And our two close losses, Clearview and Hamilton, it was the mental mistakes that just were the, were the determining factor. And would you say we've, – we've brought it up a couple weeks ago too where – and over the, the course of the season where – a lot of these kids that were, were freshmen last year didn't get an opportunity to play because there was no freshman football last year. There's a lot of youth on this team. Do you think some of these mistakes could just stem from, you know, lack of experience in a varsity situation? And as the season's gone on, like you said, the mistakes have kind of, you know, reduced as the weeks have gone on, but it's more so just, you know, getting that experience under your belt and kind of getting those jitters out of the way since some of these guys have never played at the varsity level before. Yeah, definitely. And um, I want to say that even though we're in the West Jersey, like football, football league, I feel like the old Cape Atlantic schools made it like a, a league decision not to have freshman football. So I feel like a lot of the teams in the old Cape didn't go forward with freshman football, and some of these other schools did. And I, I do feel like it has it, it hurt us. And um, – you know, we have to play catch up. So we're doing our best to do that, and we will. We'll figure it out here. And um, we're just going to get better every week. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at some of the core pieces of your offense where you have, you know, a freshman quarterback coming in who's never played varsity before. A bunch of the offensive line are sophomores who didn't get a chance to play last year at the freshman level and are experiencing varsity for the first time. It's kind of like growing pains as a whole unit more so than just, you know, individual players. Yeah, no doubt. Some of those sophomores are talking about as freshmen played some JV ball, but um, you know that that year not being able to play freshman freshman football to me is very, is extremely important. Um, I feel like at that level, it's the most important level. It's their introduction to high school football, and um, you know I really do my best, and the staff does to keep the freshmen playing freshmen so they have success at that level, and, and even though. We'd like to move them up to JV, maybe even varsity. We want to make sure they have a great experience at the freshman level. And, and you know, the word I like to use is we try. We want them to dominate. And um, it's the first year, like, that they're coming from both of our feeder programs, you know, the Violent Midget Football League and the, and the Violent Blitz, and they come together as one. And it's an exciting year for them. And, um, you know, we get them both together and uh, we go out there and try to dominate. We've had some really good freshman football teams. And, and what I tell them is they when they come in too, though, is all, 
everyone that we see here that made the team, you know, we have tryouts and made the cut. We want to see you start here and finish, meaning they do everything that's required, you know, for a student of Island High School to be eligible, not just academically, but um, with their conduct and discipline and everything that our expectations in the football program to be part of our program. Because at the end of the day, like, give you an example, we have 850 freshmen of Island High School this year, and we're looking for about 20, 25. We want 25 per grade. Um, we'd like to have 90 to 100 kids in our program, and we want the 25 best athletes um, that do everything that's required as a student athlete to be eligible for our program, to be in, in the program, and um, that's what we're all about. And, I mean, the freshmen got a big win last week, too. They shut out Hamilton 26 nothing. Um, to, you know, kind of speaks to what you were saying, you know, bringing the two feeder programs together and going out there and dominating to get a shutout in football at any level is difficult. Um, so to have, you know, freshmen getting that first taste of high school football to go out and get a shutout against a, a talented, you know, school in Hamilton is uh, no small feat. You know, doubt they played excellent. You know, the freshmen, we've got a really good group. Um, JV had a close one against Hamilton, you know, went down to the wire, ended up coming up a little short, lost eight to six, but we've got some really good players and they're going to continue to grow and get better. And, you know, in a public school, you're going to have your ups and downs. You know, obviously you can't recruit kids to come to your school just for sports because you have to um, do the best you can with you know, the kids in your town, which we're doing, but like, you're going to have your peaks and valleys and, you know, we've got a lot of football left and um, I, f I feel real good about this varsity group as well. And I feel like, uh, you know, we're going to write the ship and we're going to win some games here. Was a big fan of the uni combo last week. It looked real good from the press box back at home. What's the, uh, what's the uni combo looking like as we head into Friday night against Shawnee. You know, we're definitely going to have, um, you know, our red and gray jerseys because we're home and, you know, the red and gray helmets. I'm, I'm undecided, you know, on the pants right now, but most likely it's either going to be the gray or the black pants, you know, so <laughs> the other two choices, we got a lot of moving parts. We got a lot of kids in the program. Um, not everybody suits up varsity. We got close to 85 kids, I'd say, in the in all three programs. And um, you know, our dry cleaner, this GNS cleaners over near Shoprite, they're doing a, a great job. But it's a it's a huge task for them to take on to do all our uniforms and to be up front with. I just got to see what comes in on Friday when he's bringing it back because we got a lot out there at the. Uh, at our cleaner still. So that's kind of why I'm on the side. I, I can't remember if he said he'd be able to bring a certain pant back or not. So I have some, I always have backups. So we'll be good either way. It's almost like with a, a school as big as Vineland and with a team as big as the football team is GNS, they might as well just be exclusively doing Vineland football uniforms because there's so many uniforms to do. They, yeah. And, you know, each and every week, you guys have a, a feel good, look good, play good combo that yeah. that takes up most of their time i'd assume yeah it's a huge task and they're coming just about almost every day every other day whatever because it's three teams you know we're very fortunate that um 
you know, the school system provides that cleaning because it keeps, you know, helps the kids um, keep the uniforms clean and um, they're clean professionally so they last longer. So, you know, the, um, the freshmen in JV are using the varsity uniforms that we got in my second year. So they're going on eight years old and they look great. And it's a credit to the, you know, the cleaning they've done over the years. So we've gotten eight years out of a set of uniforms, meaning varsity had them for four or five, and then we pass it down to the um, the JV and freshmen, and they still look great because they've been cleaned properly. And that's 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 a huge part of um, you know, like you mentioned, you know, look good, play good, all that that kind of stuff. So um, we want to make sure the kids have nice stuff and. They look good, and um, they get what they deserve. Shawnee, uh, what what are you expecting going into this game? Back at home, having that home crowd behind you, having you know the band, the cheerleaders, and everything. Uh, what are your expectations as a staff going into this game for how things have gone this week, preparation wise, and knowing who the opponent is? You guys at one and three, Shawnee at two and one. What are the uh, the coaches' expectations going into Friday night? Yeah, our expectations every week are to win. We want to win the game. So we do everything in our power to come up with schemes and plays and things like that to um, put our kids in a good situation to win games. And, um, you know, Shawnee's a hell of a program. Coach Gushu, I got all the respect in the world for him. He's been doing it close to 40 years, I think, he's been the head coach there. And he's done an incredible job. They've won uh, multiple state championships. Um, it's a really excellent program it's going to be it's going to be a tough um tough game for us i this is the first time we're playing him in the nine years that i've been at violent high school as the head coach and um i, I can't remember Vaughn ever playing shawnee so it's a it's a it's a new matchup and um you know group four has some really good teams and shawnee's one of the best teams in that section and it's, and it's going to be a tough game i i mean but like i said you can't make mistakes against this team they have a quarterback that's a senior, he's. I, I feel like I, I read or I heard on um, their broadcast when I was, you know, scouting them that he. I think he has the all-time leading uh, school record for passes in a career, and um, you know he can run, he can throw, he can move that offense up and down the field. He, he's 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 very talented, and he's and he could tell he's very smart, and um, they've got a really good running back that I've seen. I feel like his number was number 20. And, um, you know, our kids have to wrap up. They have to uh, – can't assume just because you hit the kid he's going to go to the ground because this kid keeps going. So got to make sure you wrap and finish your tackles and uh, just play violent football. you got to play – and, and you, we got to eliminate these mistakes. As we always do, Coach, we wrap up talking about the alumni at the next level, whether it's college or the NFL. Uh, and – Obviously, we always talk about Isaiah and Tyreem to kick things off because Rutgers is off to one hell of a start this year. How have we uh, been able to talk to any of the alumni, talk to Isaiah or, or Tyreem over the past week? Yeah, I, I, I communicate through text. Um, I always tell them good luck and things like that and tell them great job after their win. So, yeah, they're doing a hell of a job, and it's great to watch. Um, looking forward to the game this Saturday against you know Michigan and I don't know if you saw, but an article came out, and Coach Harbaugh at Michigan calls Pacheco by name and says he's, you know, an excellent running back, and I couldn't agree with him more. He uh, He's very special, and he was special for us. 
he was special for the Blitz. He was, and he's he's special for Rutgers. So, you know, he's doing a great job there, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing Isaiah play on Sundays. And uh, you know, Tyreem's getting some burn. He's going to continue to get better, and uh, he's going to have a great career at Rutgers as well. And you know, it's great to see. I'm happy for him. They uh they have one heck of a gauntlet stretch over the next three games. Two Rutgers does. They get Michigan who surprisingly, I think, to a lot of people, are off to a great start this year, ranked number 19 in the country. Then to kick off their uh, October schedule, they get number 10 Ohio State the following week on October 2nd at Rutgers, and then home again at Rutgers against number 20 Michigan State on October uh, 9th. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. And um, that Ohio State game, we have a bye that week, so I've already made my request. I got my tickets. I'll be there. So if you want to go too, let me know. We're Bunch of violent people are going to um, the Rutgers football game when they play Ohio State in a couple weeks. So I'm um, looking forward to that. Um, you know, they've got a tough schedule, but they're getting better, and I'm looking forward to seeing them compete as well. And can't wait to see Isaiah and, and Tyreem uh, do their thing. Yeah, they're 3-0 and overall, 2-0 and at home, uh, and they'll get their first taste of uh... – you know, conference matchups this coming week against Michigan. Uh, and then everybody else across the board playing college ball. You know, the college football schedule is off to, uh, you know, they're in full swing now. Yeah, definitely. We have a lot of guys playing, like I mentioned before, at Kane. So they're doing real well there. I feel like they picked up a win a couple of weeks ago. And a lot of them were our game uh, against Hamilton. I saw uh, Jonathan Tony, uh, Lathan Kent. So, um, and we have Davon Seymour, who's playing at Sussex County at a JUCO. Um, we had a bunch of guys there. I'm sure I'm missing a few. I know Barry Turner and um, Conrad Jackson are at uh, DelVal. They're doing a nice job there. They, they have a hell of a program at DelVal. Um, really good football team. And, um, you know, we'll just keep following our guys and wishing them the best. Yeah, and I know Jamil's still coming back from injury. Um, trying to work back and, and get back on that Rams roster. Rams are off to one hell of a start this year, too. They look like a uh, pretty formidable team in that NFC West and in the NFC overall now with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Yeah, no doubt. He's, uh, he's impressive. You know, he, he was always impressive, but, you know, you get him in that system and get him with a team like that, and you can really see what these guys can do. Sometimes you feel sorry for – some of these quarterbacks that get stuck on the lines of the Jets or things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the Jets right now. Like an abyss, you know. But, um, you know, they just got to keep working hard. Hopefully they get some good players around them. Yeah. And uh, one more one more home game before the bye week for you guys. It's against Shawnee. Six o'clock kickoff this week. Yeah, six um, o'clock kickoff. Yes. So and um, we're going to be honoring the Blitz at halftime. You know, we always honor both our feeder programs. It just so happens this week we're going to honor the Blitz. And, you know, we're going to honor the football players and the uh, the cheerleaders and all their coaches. And, you know, we just want to make sure we're doing everything in our power to um, keep these kids interested in staying home and playing for Violent High School because at the end of the day they have plenty of choices around here. There's all kinds of schools and – not only private schools, but there's a lot of schools that have um, school choice. So we want them to stay interested in our program. We want to play for their hometown. And, you know, 
whatever I can do to um, help them out in that process, not only playing in high school, but help them in their college process. If, you know, that's their goal, that's why I'm here. And um, we just want to keep the violent kids at Vineland wearing that red and gray. So it's Vineland and Shawnee at Historic Catone Stadium this Friday, September 24th at 6 p.m., uh, we'll be up in the booth, myself and Rich Scarpa calling the game for Vineland Public Schools. And uh, one more game before the bye week, before that second half of the season kicks off for Vineland. And uh, hopefully next week, Coach Russo going into the bye week. We're talking about a big Vineland win against Shawnee and prepping for that second half of the season. Yeah, no doubt. That would um, that would be great. You know, it's not going to be easy, but if our guys just keep working hard and grind it out and, you know, do their jobs, nothing more, nothing less, you know, good things will happen. So make sure you guys are following us on social media uh, to stay up to date with everything going on leading up to the game at Underground PHI and at Vineland FB. Check out the Red and Gray Gridiron Group Facebook page for all the score updates during the game as well. And uh, be sure to check out our website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed, search Underground Sports Philadelphia wherever you get your podcast to get the Dan Russo show. And if it is on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating or review to let us know you're checking out the show each and every week. And we'll be back next week with Coach Russo and myself talking about this Shawnee game, heading into the bye week and preparing for a second-half schedule. That should be a ton of fun uh, for this Vineland High School football team. So this has been another week of the Dan Russo show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Coach Russo, I'm Kyle Bennett. We'll see you guys on Friday night at Catone Stadium, and we'll catch you here next week on the podcast. Just a kid from the neighborhood, where our kids from a neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. I'll be ready come the daylight. I woke up saying it's about time.